That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania. Alongside was somebody that was supposed to be my tag team partner, and then he decided to walk out yesterday, which is why we got him back today. The superstar himself, JC. Yeah, and Nestle, not being a team player, didn't walk out with me. He decided to sit here for a full 24 hours in that chair with that stupid jacket on and didn't walk out. Meanwhile, me, I went out, I got a tan and all that. Actually, I didn't do that at all. I worked all night and I'm exhausted. And I'm going to wear these so you don't see the bags under my eyes. Well, what, a, what an entrance you could make with those <laughs> things on. But anyway, look, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, thing to talk about. I guess we should get right into it before the rest of the show because it seems like it's everywhere. Um, and of course, we have to put this out here that uh, obviously one of us is a bias person in this conversation. I would yeah, imagine. Nestle, big Naomi stand. Big Naomi you know, stand. It was uh, honestly when I was watching Raw, this story was more interesting than anything on the screen. It was that Sasha and Naomi walked out. WWE put out a statement. It was like the only other time we've really seen them do that for something that was real was like the Austin thing back in the day. So that was interesting. But you know, the, everyone's minds are going: Is it a work? Is it this? Is it that? And you know what? It's got it's real, man. It's real. Of course, it's real. But um, I'm sh- the, the details are always like you see all these things on the internet. You don't know what to believe. I choose to believe almost none of them because a lot of the times when we eventually hear, and a lot of it wasn't true. So um, it's one of those things like people are going to make their decisions however they want to do. But it obviously like it's obviously a big story. It's interesting. These are two of their bigger, more marketable stars. It's two current champions. Uh, two of their bigger like merch pushers and fan favorites and uh, Sasha and Naomi. So it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out in WrestleMania. Look, I, I here's the thing there. I want to take you down something that, uh, that I think is interesting to me. Like everybody says it's not a work, right? So let's go down the hallway very quickly of that. It could potentially be a work, right? Because the WWE, in my opinion and my opinion only, uh, think that they do really well when they do things on the fly, regardless if it's a worker or whatever, it was interesting, right? But the one thing that I kept thinking about when I was thinking about this was, let's say it's a work, right? Let's say that this is somehow something bigger, right? Like somehow, I don't know. They've got you. They've absolutely got you invested in these two people who, for all intents and purpose, were kind of thrown together right before WrestleMania in a, in a division that, let's be honest here, folks, is kind of a snores fest because they haven't really dedicated real tag teams to it. They haven't really made any storyline effort to it. So it's been kind of like since the Iconics had them, I haven't really, I mean, that's not true. Nia and Shayna were pretty good. But besides that, 
Like, it's just kind of a hot potato-y, like, when we have time on Raw, that tag team partner faces the opposition's tag team yes, partner. Yes, that, you know? that has changed since WrestleMania, since these two, part of the reason for them winning it was to get more exposure to these, and they had the feud with Liv and Rhea, which eventually led to their breakup. They've had this weird thing with Natty and Shayna, which they just defended on Friday, so Monday was the big what's happening next thing, and they obviously teased the Nikki Dewdrop, so we thought that's where it might go, but if you believe everything you read, it sounds more like these two are going to just be carrying them around as props and lose to the current champions to just kind of do that, which I think it's one of those things. It's like to me when I look at this and, you know, you can take this as you will, um, but this is kind of the way as I perceive of how this might have played out is, you know, these are two women that had a lot of momentum going into WrestleMania, especially Naomi was the most momentum she had in a while. And they were probably promised some things that probably changed based on like Ronda coming back and this and that. So it was kind of one of those things they were told, Hey, we're going to put you guys together and make you the women's tag champions and let you, you know, kind of run with that and make those special. And from their point of view, they were probably like, you know what? Yeah, we're willing to do that. We'll do that. And if we do this right, if we treat these championships well, if we're on TV, if we're able to wrestle every week, if we're able to have meaningful feuds to maybe kind of raise the depth of our women's division. And since WrestleMania, it had kind of been like that. You know, there's more TV time for the women. You have the regular title feuds getting it. Then you have the women's tag team feuds. Then you even have maybe some side women's feuds. So it's good for everyone. But I, for me, I could see that. I mean, there could, there's a lot of other factors, I think, um, there might be some contract issues with both of them coming up as well. That kind of led to some frustration because this sure felt like it was building. So when you're coming on a Monday and you're expecting to hear what's next for your future, you kind of keep this momentum going of having these women's tag team titles on TV. And you're told, ah, no, we're just going to have you guys use them as props. And we're only going to have really two women's feuds. Well, guess what? That takes away a lot of opportunities from other women's. Cause if Naomi's challenging for the raw belt and Sasha's challenging for the SmackDown belt, that means all the other women aren't getting opportunities to really be on TV to do that. So you're kind of cutting your division in half. So I'm sure that can cause a lot of frustration. So that's just the way I perceive it. You can take that as you will, but I think it's just, this definitely was something that seemed to be building and yeah, it uh, came off in a thing. And now uh, John Laurinaitis is the undisputed women's tag team champion. I saw, I saw TJ post in our chat. I had seen that too. And it cracked me up. People power. Like people I just, power. Greatest. I fucking love people power. But here's here's the thing, folks. They did. They had Corey plugged into Vince McMahon saying, you know, uh, do oh, yeah. unprofessional. Do, do the unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Becky said, I saw them leave, like, whatever. So I know they're playing towards it. They're doing their thing, and that's great. But, like, who cares? Like, I think in terms of in that, because Who cares? I think, Clearly everyone, this is all right. I was talking about but, for two days. But here's, here's, here's the <laughs> issue I'm having with it, right? Like they had Corey talk about it, right? So for me, I'm looking at it like they've invested way too much in Sasha Banks. I don't think they've invested as much into Naomi. They should have, mm. but I mean, I, I think the scales are different, but what my real issue here is, is that Corey Graves said it like six times. He hammered it home, hammered it home when he didn't have to, because raw all of the time, raw just like advertises something. And then we see something different all of the time. So I don't understand why they went out of their way to do it. Unless it seems like it could potentially be something storyline driven, because look, here's something that everybody loses in translation here, folks. We are sitting here talking about the women's tag team division when we normally gloss over it. We don't talk about it. We are, we're happy that it's there. I talk about it. Maybe you don't. Okay, but I'm just saying as a general public, most people don't think of it as a, you know, a topic A. They don't. And that's, that's whatever. That's because it is what it is. 
But now we're talking about it. And I think that's the first thing you do, right? You, you've, you've taken something that essentially Sasha and Naomi were complaining about saying, well, then what the hell are we doing with this division if you're just going to have us lose to the champions? Now it's all anybody can talk about, right? So right or wrong here, they're creating a moment. Like who cares who's right, who's wrong, or, or if it's real or not. Like they've put more energy into it in the last two days than they have in the last, you know, at least the little while that it's been kind of sitting there. So I'm yeah, looking that, at it like that. Yeah, I think that that's they have a chance here, assuming if they rectify it, which I'm, they will. Oh yeah, they will. They'll figure it out. They'll find. They'll they'll figure it out. But it just, I think the reason why W, because at first, like when whenever I first see these things, I always assume work. But as it kind of went on, I was like, you know what? WWE put out this statement because they know in this social media world that if they don't say something themselves, whatever other people put out, people will believe. So if they put out something first, even if it is not completely accurate, only partially accurate, but makes them look good, it is on paper and it is the first thing people see and people will see it and then boom, your mind is made up. You know what I mean? So I think that was them kind of there. You're in such a PR world now. And like with all these, like you have all these fucking wannabe virgin journalists who charge you money to pay for their sites, which if you do that, you're a moron because these idiots know as much as you do watching the show. Um, but I'm sorry if you pay for that, but you know, it's kind so, of so let me ask you this question, right? So yes. how, how do you think this works for the WWE in a positive standpoint? Like I know you have to get out in front of it, right? But I feel like the WWE has always seen as the big bad, right? They and, should. They're the, they're the big but, evil company. Any company so you, it's hard should always them. be seen as the big bad. But, always. But, I, but I'm just, just like saying. the NFL should be seen as the big bad of the players. But I'm just WWE saying in general, the there's there, to me, there's like I understand you have to, but I would almost sit there and be like, maybe we should craft this in a way that's the best we could because they went out real quick with it. And I, well, when I read had, it, that's I thought, the thing. you know, because here's. I don't think they had time to think. I think they just were like, they, they threw something together and we know. We know the you know the the man yelling in Corey's ear telling him what to say is a, yeah. can be a little emotional. Sure. So if he and I, I mean it doesn't sound like it sounded like they had a discussion earlier, but the blow up wasn't directly with him. If you believe what you read, um, but it just it uh, it's one of those things where it's just like in the moment they probably look back and they're like ah. Oh, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Is that I, I this this is real to a degree. How much of it? Who knows? But here's the thing about wrestling, like we always say, WrestleMania. The best storylines and things that we see on TV are rooted in realness. So it is now how do both sides make it right with each other, which you're assuming they will. They both have a lot invested in each other. And I think uh, it's a lot more in the WWE's court to make this right than the two superstars, especially Sasha, because as you mentioned it, yes, she is on a different tier in Naomi. She's proven uh, she can go outside and get things and probably has a little more leverage. Um, And I think they're just choosing to use it in this uh, situation. So, I think I, I'm sure it's going to be a thing. I think they should kind of maybe drag it out even a little bit. I do have in my hope a way to kind of, you know, bring it back to TV. And if everything's all right, how to kind of make it cool and make it really look back and be like, man, they really capitalized on that. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people have been glued to their phones want, waiting for an update, uh, which I think that's what the WWE wants, man. So I think they can make the most out of this bad situation. I think they will, honestly. And, and, and as our boy Dom said here, didn't they try this with Sasha and Bailey already? And I don't believe... I don't believe Not so. like this? Not yeah, like they, this. I don't think they I mean, they had them, them like, frustrated, yeah. but, they, I mean, they also were, like, both double champions at one point. So they got no, no, I think, I think what Dom is, is implying was the, the first time they lost the tag team champions and then they, like, had a fit backstage at WrestleMania. Yeah. Which yeah, we well, know that, is that, necessarily as we know true. Is, 
It was made up by right. Ryan Satin, and that's why, as you saw CM Punk absolutely eviscerate him on Twitter about it, because that was proven that that was all made up, and people still believe it, but right. it was literally made up. And yeah. I think that's the hard part here, is folks, is like they're they're human beings. Let's let's let it. <laughs> we can speculate all we want, but these are people's lives, you know. And so that's the way I look at it too. And the other thing is, there's not a lot of hate for Naomi in general. But when no, I saw she's one of their most popular stars, right? And that's what I was like. I was, and then like you see things like how much hate there is for Sasha, and all this shit calling her entitled. Sasha's pretty polarizing, right? And that's and the other thing most is popular people are also the most polarizing, right? People. And the other thing that I thought was very telling was that they said something like, "Oh, Naomi was worked into it by Sasha," and all I could think about was, "Where, like, are you, are you, are you painting yourself as the background in the wall? Are you, are you there, like?" How the hell could you have had a conversation or been part yeah, of a conversation? Knows. You don't yeah. know. Nobody knows. So just like as a person, I, like, I know you're clamoring to be like in the know. And I, and I knew this in like in my teens and 20s. I read all the dirt sheets of spoilers. I needed to know everything, right? Like I needed to be the on the up and up and everything. I need to know. I need to know. Oh, right. I want my followers. But like the, the older I've gotten, the more the more I've matured, I've thought to myself, Christ, these people are mature. They they make their own decisions, good or bad. But here's the other thing that I thought was mind-blowing to me, right? And I'm not going to say why, but I just want to put this piece out here as a discussional point for people. You give a lot of shit for somebody like Sasha and or we'll throw, throw Naomi in there because they are a tag team, right? But they're still technically under contract. They haven't physically said, like, we've cut ties with them, right? Tony Storm. This isn't like the Tony Storm Tony walkout. Storm, where she left Tony Storm event. walked yeah. out yeah. on her own accord and never came back and was given a round of applause and making 20 grand a month on OnlyFans. So, like, it's it's asinine to me that you cheer one lady for what I, again, regardless of how you feel about it, essentially the same thing on a different level but still kind of worse then somebody just saying, you know what, contact me when we can be of service to you again and still work with the company. So I don't understand how you can sit there and say one or the other. Like, I just... Well, it, people it are hypocrites, as we know. And I know people don't like when this is brought up, but there are some people that are influenced by race right. because they're racist. There's definitely a lot of that. But I, I do think that the majority of people I have seen are the people kind of on the level where it's like, you do you, girl. Like, if you feel like you're being mistreated, stand up for yourself. And I think a lot of people look at it like this. Think about it like this. If you had like cachet at your job and were able to stand up for yourself and your peers to try to make things better. And so like when you're put in a bad situation and get screwed over and you have the opportunity to stand up for yourself and maybe make a little bit of change or impact overall, I think you should take that. And I think it's just a lot of us, like we might not have that opportunity, uh, a lot of people in general. So it's like, obviously it's a different level when you have people who are under the public eye. Like you see it in the NFL, people hold out all the time. It's because they have leverage. Sasha and Naomi, especially Sasha, they have a lot more leverage. So they're allowed to do this. So I never had any problems with athletes or anybody with doing these types of things because the one thing I was taught uh, a while ago that I, like it took me a long time to really figure out. And that really like was something that where I was a big pushover for a long time was like, if you don't stand up for yourself, or believe in yourself, or do something for yourself, no one else is ever going to do that for you. So you have to. You have to. If you want something to change, you have to take it into your own hands and kind of put yourself out there. You know, you might get some criticism, but no one is going to stand up for you except for you, so that's where you have to start. And I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. She has leverage. They both have leverage. And 
they have to use it. And and to Dom's point, does Sasha being involved with Disney play any part? I mean, I it's think leverage. it's definitely leverage because she yeah, goes to Russell star. Money. She's a bigger star because right. of it. But yeah. again, but then you get to the point of, you know, you should thank the WWE for things they've done for you, right? And I mean, they made you able to have that opportunity because you showcased how charismatic and, and polarizing you are to be offered a point. You know, in in a part like that on the Mandalorian, and so it's 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 difficult, right? It it is difficult, but it's fascinating to me. It's absolutely fascinating, folks, because I mean, you could sit here and you could you could predict what would happen. I mean, we all kind of understand this is probably. I'll headed, do a hope later, which right. will be fun. You know, know it's kind of like more of like whatever what right. I, how I would do it if they're able to work it out. But right. yeah, it's one of those things. We could probably do this Nestlemania for the next hour and oh, speculate yeah. and have fun. But again, yeah. I don't fully like to do that because like I don't want to ever make it sound like I'm speaking facts here. Sure. Like even if I did hear some things that were factoids of information, it's like I don't feel comfortable fully saying it. So what I can do is give my perspective on the situation, whether it's influence by actual info or not and that's all i can do and beyond that like it's it is what it is you know that's all we can do i understand you i really do i just i think we should move on to the regular part of the show because i think that's what people should probably listen to you're always in my shine much like mandy rose the measuring stick as indy hartwell called her oh. on nxt 2.0 this week the measuring stick mandy rose she'll defend against indy next week i'm excited for that we'll get to that uh we are recording on a wednesday in WrestleMania, so true. if we want to mix in some nxt we can we i didn't sure fully can. finish it but uh, I want to start personally, personally, with uh, Austin Theory. Wow! And this stuff because this this was a kind of a it's, it's a kind of a fun little mid card thing with a lot of people that like I think are really entertaining. We know Theory and the Miz, two of the more entertaining heels. They're great. Ali has come back, and you know we all love him, and he's it's kind of exciting to see him back and getting this. But not so many. They involved the fourth guy that's taking the internet by storm. Guthrie's favorite, Veer, was even involved in this segment. So for me, this was just, this is a home run segment. It did everything you had, had to do. You had Theory come out, get some heat, be a dick, bring out Miz as the ref again, which Miz and Stripes is always entertaining. Uh, and, you know, Theory at the last minute is like, you know what? I'm not really your opponent. He pulls the old bait and switch, and out comes fucking Veer to Veer all over Ali's face, and Veer gets the win. So you know what, uh, Guthrie, you can put your hate in the rear Veer because it's all over, baby. Veer to the moon. The rear Veer. I like that. <laughs> the rear. <laughs> Sorry, the rear Veer is just so. The rear Veer. The rear Veer. Uh, or you could call it the Veer window. That'd be great. The Veer window. I, he'd, he'd love that because he's a movie guy. Rear window. No, anyway. But look, look, I, I agree with you. I thought this was a fun segment. I, I actually like the idea of building a little thing here. I don't know if they're going to keep Veer with them, but it's entertaining. I think it just did the purpose of sure. to get him away for a jobber match to kind of give him a jobber yeah. match while screwing Ali. Yeah. So it's just like, mwah. I kind of like what they're doing with Ali, though, because 100%. I think there's something about Ali that when he talks, I listen, but when he's physically in action doing something and he's getting screwed, I feel he's more sympathetic. I feel You're like a baby I face. feel like I feel like I connect with Ali at the most when I see the frustration on his face versus how he's verbalizing it because anybody can verbalize frustration. But it's a different thing to verbalize it and when you're in the middle of something, right? When you can see how like to me frustration is better without without words. Frustration is like facial expressions. And I thought he did a wonderful job on uh, on Monday night doing that and I thought Having Austin Theory with this smug little face and then seeing the Miz with his pants that don't fit and no socks and then the beer coming out like a roaring lion, you know, doing his thing. It was great. You know, I think he's he's a very, very handsome lion. I mean, he's 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 great. 
Uh, but look, I, I think this is a great segment. I think Raw, to me, there were a lot of home runs on Raw, I thought, personally. Let's so, hear them. I thought that uh, I actually, you're going to kind of look at me weird when I say this, but I kind of really enjoyed the, the, the well, the Gable wrestling Ezekiel. I Here's the mm-hmm. thing. You and I, when we went to NXT way back when, we went into Boston, we watched an NXT, and we saw Elias, and we were like, okay, we see the allure, we see the understanding of it all. Like, he's funny. He's he's captivating. And over the years, we've shit on him for not knowing how to wrestle or whatever. I thought that was Ezekiel slash Elias's best match I've well, ever no, seen. No, 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 that, was, that, was, that wasn't Elias. It's Ezekiel. Okay, well, whatever. I, that was the yeah. best Ezekiel match I've ever seen. That was the, that that proved to me that Chad Gable could wrestle a physical mop. Like I I watched this match and I <laughs> went shave the beard. He's not a mop. I just I'm he's a mop top, so he might as he well really be is. a mop. He really is. He really is. So here's the thing, JC. Is it that Ezekiel is that good of a wrestler, or is it that Chad Gable made somebody look like a wrestler? To me, it doesn't matter. It's a little bit of both. I don't think, I think it Ezekiel matters. has improved and is better than Elias. But I also think that, like you said, Gable could make a fucking broom look I, like fucking. I, and then the KO yelling at the graphics department because they had the Ezekiel, that they had the Elias, that they had the Ezekiel again. And then he talked about Byron. Such a good photo. Yeah, it's just like, I just love, 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 love the stupidity of it all. Like, I just think that, like, making something so small mean and stretched so long is great. Like the ancestry, the barbecue sauce, like the whole thing is just so ridiculous, right? <laughs> the barbecue sauce. It's just like, I saw you. I saw you, you eating barbecue so sauce. Perfect. So like, eating like there was no tomorrow. Like I just, I love, I love the absurdity of KO. I love that like KO would say he's the smartest man alive until he had that liar, the liar tech that, you know, didn't work. I just, I love it. I think everything as stupid as it is, it's like I don't. It's a bottom of the hour thing. I just, it's like a guilty pleasure. It just works, and I'm so excited for it every week. Yep, I am. So I just, I, I'm, I, I, I am floored, floored, that like I know it's not really Ezekiel doing it, but it's the framework of working within Ezekiel. I, I don't know. I just, I just love it. I really do love it. Anything else you like? Uh, I did, and you know where I'm going next because that smile on the face of Liv Morgan right before she got to Too Sweet, AJ and Finn was all of us watching that. We were just all like little kids, like, ah, oh, I said it last week, Nestlemania. My my little team that could, it just excites me chugga, so chugga, much. Chugga, chugga, chugga. I just like, it's like, obviously this is all about Judgment Day, and I love their presentation. I thought like their, their promo in the back was cool. Everything about it is cool, but you need people for them to face, so... Give me my little team that could because it is so much fun. I love Finn Balor. I love AJ Styles. I love Liv Morgan. And watching them, like, recruit her because obviously we knew it was coming. It doesn't matter. But just watching it, it's like sometimes I don't need things to be unpredictable. I don't need things to play out differently. It's like play out exactly how I think it's going to be because sometimes it's just what you want as a fan and you see it and it just makes you happy because it's exactly what we all wanted. We wanted Liv Morgan doing the two sweet with them and them teaming up and now we're going to have some weird probably six-person 
Austin mixed tag, which whatever, I'll forgive it because you know what? It's like when you have a stable like Judgment Day, if you wanted to succeed, this is kind of how you have to start to build it. And I think those are three very popular superstars on the other side. So I think it's just fun, man. You know, it obviously isn't about there isn't much work for them to do in the back creatively or whatever. It's just kind of let this kind of play out, let them do things. And it's over with the crowd. I think it's over with the majority of fans watching. So I just sometimes things are just good. They're just good the way they are. I'm surprised. So here, I'm gonna put on the detective hat. Da, da, da. Like I just, I Ooh. was, I was very excited when I was watching that backstage promo where she was like getting hit on by Los Lotharios and on the whole thing about like, we could be <laughs> I forgot about that part. You know, and then of course they're like, get the fuck out of here. You're like, let us talk. Like, like, like it's almost like they're saving, uh, saving a you know a kid in high school. Like, get the fuck out of here. And then you know she's like, well, I don't know. But if you look in the background, folks, there's purple light, which to me would indicate. Now, one of those three is going to turn at Who's some point. I'm going to go with Liv. Really? I'm so going to go I, with Liv. The reason why I don't think it is because just to stick her and Rhea back together, like, I mean, I think people would like that and be cool, but I don't know. I have this weird feeling that it might be Finn. I feel like more people want Finn because he fits. He kind of fits. He could kind thing. of embrace his demon he, yeah, persona. He, exactly. Yeah. But I, here's the other thing too. They went out of their way to talk about AJ Styles. They like they. I would to me the most. Man, AJ would be weird in that. That would. That's though. the thing. That's the thing. Like live. I understand. Balor makes sense. But if AJ Styles changes up his look or does something in his twilight of his career that is different from phenomenal AJ Styles, especially with AJ being kind of courted a little bit again with Edge. <sighs> Him as a sidekick, though? I, just, I, don't, uh, I don't know. There's something about it to me that feels like that's the shocker. To me, that's uh, the shocker. It would, yeah, it would be a shocker. I just, I don't, I think once it happened and we had the initial surprise, I don't think we'd enjoy it, though, because him is like, because like obviously we're looking at it as like Edge is the overlord, and I'm fine with Priest and Rhea being like the next tier down, but having AJ like a tier below someone, it's at this point in his career, I don't know. I don't think it is. I think. AJ's in a good spot the way he is. He's going to lose this feud and he'll move on. And if it, things work out how they normally do, he'll probably lose and get a world title shot because that's how WWE works. But Failure I just, board. yeah. But maybe, what if what if both Balor and Liv join them and then AJ's just by himself? Like, who knows? But I just, yeah, I definitely think that, like, you're onto something there with the detective. Like, one of these three, at least, is going to end up on the other side at some point. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but... Um, I would be fine with Balor or Liv for sure. Though. I think Liv has, here's the thing, with Balor, I think y you've talked me into the, not that HBK Balor is a thing, but like I feel like Balor is at a point where it's just like, he is what he is as they use him, right? So like, He's a great wrestler and he's over, so plug and play. Plug and play, right? Yeah. He's just there. He would be great. He would absolutely be great with that. But I think he'd lose a little bit of the Balorness if he was with somebody else. Because... He was the leader of the Bullet Club, right? To me, he was the founder of the Bullet Club. AJ was the founder of, like, not founder, he was the leader of the Bullet Club when, you know, Finn left. So for me, it's like having either of them, I just don't see them being a follower. I can see Liv being a follower following her tag team partner because I don't see a lot of life left in where Liv is going as Liv. Like, she's really good, and the crowd responds to her. But I, I think her hesitation, especially in that promo, made me look at it from a perspective of Liv Morgan really has a potential here to reinvent herself, wear all black, maybe do something different, and I think go after Is those tag titles because they I feel never like won. It's more like, I feel like it's more like the Riot Squad, yeah. And I do think that's a good point, but yeah, I, I 
again, I'd be for it, but at the same time, it's just like to me, I feel like that one would have to be a much longer burn with how like they just broke up Liv and Ripley. I feel like if it just happened quick, it wouldn't be as fun. All right, moving on. Anything else that uh, got you really excited? Yeah, the main event had green mist, uh, so instant shine. That was literally the, the only thing I, I wrote. I don't care. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, about didn't matter. Else. The green mist was. A, it was like literally always the over same, in this household. Yeah, exactly. The jobber knocker <laughs> loves green mist. It doesn't matter where it is on the card, who's using it, any foreign object sprayed out of somebody's mouth works. Uh, anyway, moving along. Yeah, come on. That was a, <laughs> that's just that's some funny visual. That's a layup. That's a fucking layup. Oh. Uh, but moving on, I'm gonna go over to Raw very quickly because I. I mean, sorry, uh, to uh, SmackDown. I was say, we are wrong. SmackDown, excuse me. I just, I just wanted to take a moment right here and put out there on SmackDown. The SmackDown, which I think does better than Raw, by the way, I think in the ratings. Well, yeah, it's on Fox. Well, yeah, I just wanted to put that <laughs> so out there. So that's a layup. It's does like, does anybody like, else realize that Madcap Moss was the top of the hour? Yeah, like, we all love Madcap. Like, my notes I'm just say saying, we all love Madcap. Corbin kills him. I'm just That's saying. I'm just saying. Say. And the fact that he killed him with the yeah. trophy, with the neck thing. I that thought was a dope visual. That was, to me, that was the bringing it back together, all the ties back to the trophy. I thought he was going to destroy the trophy. He used it. I thought that was wonderful. Because, again, we've seen these things before, right? We've seen it time and time again. But, again, but they used something that both of them have won. They tied it together with the neck thing. It was just that little bit of chef kiss. It was it was great. I just thought that in a world that to me that would have been a meaningless segment if I didn't see the trophy. And I thought that that was what tied everything together and made me a fan of that segment. Because again, I was shocked that you know Madcap was top of the hour. I mean, not that I don't think he can be someday. I was just floored, JC. Like I was beside myself saying, top of the hour, Madcap Moss. Are we already there? Are there's we? three there's three males on the WWE roster that I like to call like the elevators because like I think Madcap could get there eventually, but if you put him in one of the three guys, it's gonna work faster. And that is Corbin, Miz, and KO. And look at who look who the three heels are in WWE working with the younger stars or a returning star they're trying to get over. It's those three. Because those guys, like, they will boost you up faster just because of how good they are the opposite way so if you give them something good in return you can really make yourself into a star and madcap and corbin it is it is working and like you said the trophy was perfect because we've seen the next spot a million times with the chair edge just did it but using the trophy that they both won which is so integral to their story just gives it that little extra that you need and yeah top of the hour is a big deal in wrestlemania i know i thought this episode of smackdown was probably the best we've seen in a while uh, the majority of the show was, I'd call shine for me because I enjoyed the show. There was very little that I didn't enjoy. And this was obviously one of the things I enjoyed because I really do enjoy this feud. And I love the star that Madcap is developing into. And, of course, I love seeing my boy Corbin do his thing. So it's a win-win. Anything else you'd like to talk about specifically in the shine? Yeah, um, Rusty. Rusty? I, enjoyed, I forgot about I, Rusty. I enjoyed that. Like, it's one of those things that's like... RK bro and Sam, I mean, Sammy, you can probably put on that list of elevators too, just in general as another guy that you put with people. I mean, look what he did for Knoxville. Um, just really brought that to the, another level. But Sammy and Riddle together <laughs> with Orton, that it's just like, it was just so entertaining, man. Sometimes you just watch and you just laugh. 
You just laugh. As stupid and dumb and silly as it is, if someone walked in the room with no context, they'd probably look at you the strange way, but you don't even care because it was funny. But Riddle calling him Rusty. Riddle is such an awkward promo, but it works. He's just like, huh, let's call him Rusty. <laughs> it just fucking works, man. It just works. I, I, I thought it was great. I thought the match was a lot of fun, too. The I match thought, was very good. And then, you know, all I could think about was, where does this end, right? And then, of course, later on that night, we get to the point which I think we need to make, right? We're headed to the unification match, supposedly. Are we, though? On, on, uh, on Friday. So my, my spoiler alert here is that Roman Reigns gets himself involved in Friday after that knee and just beats the shit out of uh, Riddle because we know that's where it's headed. And then, of course, and we'll get it to Hell in a Cell, which, to me, I know Hell in a Cell sometimes now is just one match, Hell in a Cell. But I, Cody think, and Seth. but I, but I kind of feel like the Usos RK Bro would be interesting in a tag team Hell in a Cell. Yeah, we do. I think sometimes maybe they do too. Maybe you kind of like bookend the shows with them or whatever. And uh, you could, if you have this main event, you have Cody Seth kick off or vice versa. Um, I think both of those feuds make sense for Hell in a Cell. So I would be for that because I just man, like the, the, when these guys finally throw down in like the big match, Usos and RK Bro, it's gonna be a fucking banger, man. It really is. Even though we've seen it a few times, like with with the stakes that it'll have, it'll be a fucking banger. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right because the minute I saw this book, I'm like. DQ, DQ, DQ. That's what we're getting. Some way, shape, or form. That's just said they're gonna keep pushing this off. They, they're literally just gonna keep pushing this off because, I mean, we already know Orton's on a part-time schedule. That's why he wasn't on Raw this week. Like it's, and Roman appears to be headed towards that as well. So having like two of the major players in this storyline, kind of having part-time, it just screams that. The big moments aren't probably going to play off on TV. Sure. I just want to give a special shout out to our boy Aaron here, who said, "Wow, this is my first time catching y'all live. I listen to you every week on Spotify." Aaron. Thank you, pal. And we, yeah, uh, we appreciate it. Now appreciate that you see it. us, hopefully you don't think less of us. I know. Well, especially JC with those ridiculous glasses. So it's, I, Like I said, I have bags under my eyes, man. It is not pretty. It's not pretty. The Celtics losing do a lot to a man. Anyway, let's move on. To it's not them else. losing. It's just them playing at this point. <laughs> If they get to the if they get to the NBA finals, if they get to the finals, I'm just going to be a, be a skeleton bones. sitting here. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But anyway, look. So I, I agree. We're headed probably to Hell in a Cell. But look, that might be a transition. I Cody and, and Seth, right? We didn't talk about that at all. Um, I thought the countdown to Cody was stupid. Like I was looking at it, going, I get it. You know what, dude? He's I just, in television. I get it. But. Yeah, they like if we've seen it every week, like. When they point to when Cody's on, their ratings go way up. So it's just trying to cash in it. And the reason, like, Raw wasn't going up against uh, any NBA on Monday for sure. the first time in a while. So they knew their ratings were going to be way better. So I think they really want to capture it, especially going into that last hour. So as silly as it is, man, it's like, it's smart, man. That's that's what you got to do nowadays. Because we know people don't always tune in. Or if you're like me and you, we kind of, like, watch it later. But if you really want to see Cody, which a lot of people tune in for, and you see 10 o'clock, you're turning on your TV at 10 o'clock. Adrenaline in my soul. In my soul. <laughs> By the way, did you see WWE is going to be selling uh, the temporary yeah. tattoos? Yeah. So once they're out, baby, I'm going to have freaking nightmare. I think you're going to have to shave your entire neck. beard off to get that thing. I, I haven't shaved in a few days. It's been, oh it's been a lot God. of week. I'm not picking on week. you. I'm just saying like, yeah. so listen, since I've got the Cody-like, uh, you know, jacket sort of kind of, I'll get one. I'll get I'll get a temporary tattoo too. Not a real tattoo. Whoa, man, we're gonna be matching. We're but gonna I'll, be like adrenaline in my soul. Something, something I gotta <laughs> know. <laughs> but no, like oh, I mean, man. it's just funny how it's like the guy. <laughs> the part that made me laugh was so they're like 
they do this whole spiel about Seth not being there, and then he shows up doing his like ha 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 comes like coming in like a muppet, and then he does his his thing, and then I'm all I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what are we doing? Like what are we doing? Like this is ridiculous. And then Cody tied it back in and then ended it perfectly, and all I could think about was, holy shit, this is great. And he just looked up at the Titan Chan. He says, nothing left to do, but say. I'll see you in hell. And I just thought, mm. perfect. Now, guess what? We've got like three more weeks of this bullshit. So what else are we going to do? Like, I mean, <laughs> what they, do, they, do They have to nestle. They, they honestly, they haven't done much with this feud since WrestleMania, except for like the one like big week leading into, because both these guys are like the two most popular things going. Right. No matter what these two do, it's fucking works because they're both just on another level right now. Like they're on another level. There's a reason why Raw doesn't need to have a title right now. It's because these two are the title. We talked about it with Braun sometimes and he was hot, but like this feud, like it just think about it. It's been nonstop since Mania. Like every week these guys are coming out and cutting promos and it hasn't slowed down because both of these guys have so much momentum, and it's, it's appointment television. Sure, and I, I just want to say, Aaron, very quickly, if you get a temporary tattoo with your neck, take a picture, tag us. We'll we'll, we'll show it off because I, I think everybody should show off their neck tattoos. Everyone should wear that ugly ass neck tattoo. But here's here's the thing. Amazing. Here's the thing about the, the tattoo because it's you can put it wherever you want. I feel like some asshole is going to put it on the butt. Like you just know somebody's going to take a picture. I mean, I'm, the next words out of my mouth are going to be like, "I'm two on my neck, one on each cheek," and I'm going to start mooning people. See my nightmare. It'll be a nightmare oh, if I pull down my pants. God, so. I don't know about that. No, I just put one in the tramp stamp spot. Go to the beach, and you're gonna be getting some looks like nice tramp stamp, buddy, you loser. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the tr- you like I'm 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 envisioning you at the beach with a white claw, right? And you're just you're you're bending over oh, to pick yeah. up your towel. You're, you know, you bend over, you got a little plumber's crack, and then all of a sudden I would purposely wear my bathing oh, yeah. suit lower so everyone. Oh yeah, would see absolutely. It. But then yeah. uh, someone's gonna walk by you and go, "Whoa!" <laughs> that was, I would I, love that. I would. I, mean, I think that's what I'd be looking for. That would be the greatest thing ever if you had actually had that real life moment. I would. I uh, you couldn't do better than that. No, like, that would be like that'd be a peak moment in my life. Oh my god, adrenaline in my soul. It's gonna happen. Uh, so, yes, we're, we're there in Hell in a Cell. I forget if we have two or three weeks left. There might be a contract signing. Who the fuck knows what else uh, they can possibly do. I think it is it the 29th, maybe? I 20? don't know. I don't know. This this has gotten off the rails very quickly. But whatever. It's 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 good when people are giving us, uh, you know, feedback live. I love it. Um, so is there anything else shine-worthy? Or, I mean, for me. Yeah, I have one last thing. That's the main. I've, I've talked about him every week. Is I just love Butch. I just love Butch. I just, the freaking ridiculous, like, hold me back. Like, that's always been one of my favorite things I like to goof off with. It's like, hold me back, hold me back. And, like, Butch is just, like, a real-life, they've made him, like, a real-life cartoon character, but in a good way. Like, everyone was so concerned about this character change and the name, but, man, I think they've knocked it out of the park. The New Day are the perfect opponents. I love that he got the win this week over Kofi, too. You can see that he's still a badass, but it's just, like, this is what WWE, I think, sometimes has to do when they get those pure wrestlers who are really, really good and maybe have a really good pure wrestling character. But to get it to the next level and really get it over on weekly television, you have to add something. And they added a lot to formerly Pete Dunne, now Butch. And it's just like, it's entertaining television, man. And this feud, like, it's another one that's been going on for a while, but it's just one of those things where I'm watching, I'm having fun. Even if not a lot develops, I'm just having fun. Yeah, That's what it's all about. I, I I I think I tweeted out. He reminds me of the Tasmanian Devil. Like I just yeah, he really he, does. He's just like blah, blah, blah. like he just whatever and spins around, and does everything. So like okay, Aaron says June fifth. So we do have we do have a lot of time. It feels well, like. a couple weeks then. Okay. So like, what else can we possibly do? Right. Like so it's it's tough. Like but 
Butch, Butch probably isn't going to be on Hell in a Cell. You know what I mean? But like, there's there's certain matches here that we know are going to be here. We know that you know, I mean, the, the Tribal Chief's not going to be there, but maybe Butch will in the pregame. But we know that it seems like the pre-show isn't even wrestling anymore. Yeah, they they like just talking for like two. Like the the oh WrestleMania one was egregious. I think we've all talked about it in our thread. Just like you tune into the pre-show because they're like each two hours long, being like maybe you'll get a match. And no, no, just straight talk, which it is the most painful television i skipped it for backlash best decision i ever made i here's the thing why would anybody no offense to anybody talking on the panel but if i have to see rosenberg and sam like i only can deal with a lot of people bro. like those guys i i'm fine with rosenberg He's yeah never really i think rosenberg's me. better but, but i mean like then you get the, Roberts, but then you get the then you get, then you get the booker t's and the jbl's and the jerry the king lawlers and you're just like i don't care about your opinion i just want to see some wrestling folks you know so it's it's difficult it really is Moving on. Anything else you want to get shine worthy about? You want to get heaty? No, let's let's get heaty. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV, folks. I have said a lot about things I've enjoyed. One thing I didn't, and I know JC will definitely uh, bow down to it. It, it. it occurred at the beginning of Monday Night Raw. It was a cage match. I was match. so mad. It was a cage I was match. So mad with how this played out. So here's the thing for me: like <sighs> the ending wouldn't have been so bad if he had just kind of like. Not lost consciousness, woke up and like was like an ogre, and then realized he could just step out. And it was like MVP and and Omas waiting for a fucking bus, like while you know you know Lashley's just like doing this. Uh, you can't hear uh, if you're hearing, you can't see, but I'm just like you know coming too. And then he steps out and then they smile. I know what they were trying to do, and they didn't really think they accomplished it. And, of course, steel cage matches with the referee going, doesn't matter if he goes over the top or through the cage, he wins. And I just thought to myself, JC might have had a conniption. I felt like a vibration through the, the universe. You knew how this was going to play out. Like, you knew it was going to be something ridiculous where Omos is going to throw him through. But the problem where I really had with it, because it's like, whatever, you throw him through the cage, and like you said, he rolls off and wins. I have no problem with that. But the way they did it, was they made Omas an MVP look so fucking stupid because it made it look like they didn't know the rules of the match. Now you want to sell me on Omas maybe not being the brightest, being kind of still kind of new, never really doing one of these, maybe not fully understanding the rules. But MVP, a seasoned veteran, a manager of a two-time world champion, a guy who is one of the smartest guys in the room, isn't smart enough to tell his guy, like, go fucking grab him because he can win. Uh-uh. That's why I had the biggest problem with this. Because, again, like, it's already a steel cage match. Not thrilled about it. I understand it makes sense. And I understand the spot making Omos look strong. But like you said, just have him when he throws it through, just kind of roll off. But with how long it took him to do it, that's where I drew the line. It was like, you're just making those two look so fucking stupid, man. And I hold the whole thing is being like, oh, Lashley got outsmarted him. But it's like, you can do it a different way. It, it just It wasn't executed well, like you said. It's tough. It's tough because the next week is the Almighty Challenge, right? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Does anybody out there know what an Almighty Challenge is? Is it a pose-off? Because no. if it's a pose-off, you might have you might have hooked me back in. But Nessa loves poses. I do love poses. Look, I've taught... So I, here's the thing. Legit. I taught my kids how to do like the poses. So I say, show me your Hulk Hogan. And they go like this. They go, It's the cutest thing in the world. They go like this. They go, Hoo-ah! And I say, bow and arrow. And they do the bow and arrow. Yep, they do the bow and arrow. The Usain Bolt. I said side pose. And then what makes me laugh, my favorite one is my daughter. I say, what's your favorite? And she goes, triceps. And then she does this. <laughs> it's the cutest fucking thing ever. But anyway, like pose downs, I'm in. Pose downs, nothing like big oily men posing. It's just great. It's great television, folks. Big meaty men flexing meat. Oiled up. 
Big meaty man oiled up. Cage match was uh. meh, but uh, should have done something more heelish for Bobby to step on the ground. Okay, yeah, I, I can tend to agree with that, I guess, too. But, I mean, I think we all agree here that this is, this is a tough spot for everybody. It's a tough spot yeah, for us well, to watch it. Low point of this feud. But again, if there's posing, I'm okay with it. Then that'll be the high point of this Yes. Everybody will pop big because they know that big old Nestlemania is getting a good old pop-off. From the yeah, old. Is that what you call it? The pop-off? Sure, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, something else that I thought was, uh, well, not necessarily egregious, but uh, I don't even know why I bother bringing it up. But this 24-7 thing keeps happening, and I just... Carmella and our truth reunion? I don't care. Well, the thing that... Here's they the, were really fun together, but it's just like, I don't know. I'd rather have Zelina on TV. Right, exactly. Here's the other thing that made girl. me... Here, indirectly, right? Like we, And I'm sorry we keep go circling back to the, to the Sasha and Naomi thing, but I think it, it speaks volumes about everything that, that's affected by it. So... In the Dana promo, when she bumps into Carmella, she says, you haven't been relevant since the chinless guy was here. And all I could think about was, regardless of whether that was before or after the, the walkout, it proves a point. Like, the reason that Sasha and Naomi left is because you just basically said, listen, you just had the tag titles, nobody fucking remembers you. Or, because you wrote that line, because they walked out, you're just proving the point that the tag titles don't mean anything. And I was... In I, her defense, that was Carmella's high point of her career is when she was running around with Chinless No, and I man. understand that. But when you say somebody's that not relevant, fun. I'm just... And I understand it was for like a point yeah. and it was supposed to be funny. But I think based on the situation and you have to be like situational about these things. And some people are not situational and they're definitely not thinking about how it comes off. Because to me, you can't look at it from a segmented project. You got to look at it like... It all affects each other, you know? So I, I looked at it and I went, ooh, that was rough. That was a rough, I, I, I get I it. I thought that in general because it was happening in the segment. Well, yeah, the whole, every time TV. I watch it, I'm just thinking to myself, well, this is easy to just forget about. But I, I bring it up because Tzawa's doing a good job. Tamina's doing a good job. We love our truth. He's a national treasure. And it's just the Dana and the, the Carmella thing. I'm just like, does anybody want to see Dana versus Carmella? I certainly don't. And that's no disrespect well, to either sure of them. I'm sure there is a segment of people that want to see well, it. Well, uh, when they're I running, when they're running backstage, that's a different story. Yeah. But I, I mean, don't know. I like, I like, I like Carmella. I enjoy her. I think she's a good heel. She's definitely, but like, just sticking her back in this 24/7 thing, it doesn't add anything to it for me. So it just sits where it is. Don't Any, love it. Anything else that you're hot and bothered by? I don't really have much else written down, which means I probably just didn't care about it. So if you have other things, maybe do some quick eats. I mean, the only thing I could really think about here was. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily in love with the Sonya Deville slapping a referee. I thought that was kind of oh, a thing. Yeah. And she got fined. I saw today by Adam Pierce for it. I what ten thousand dollars probably. Seventeen thousand. Seventeen. No. So here's the thing: why seventeen, not eighteen or twenty? Like, why I, is it a specific? No, so I don't make the, the laws. You I'm have to just ask saying, Big Johnny. In the fictional world of wrestling, I would like to see a fictional handbook. I just think. That, why does anything cost anything? I'm just saying. Look, in an immersive world such as professional wrestling slash sports entertainment, folks. You get immersed in things like if you get a Harry, if you're into Harry Potter, you go to fucking Universal, you get your fucking wand, you get in the rides, you do you're like you're immersed, man, right, right. And I, look, it's not for me, but when I went to Harry Potter, that fucking shit was awesome. But like, I'm I'm not getting a wand, right? But like, Lewis, I don't know what that means. It means turn like that's the light spell. I oh, okay. It I thought you were turning me into a frog of some sort, but that's fine. Frogus. <laughs> So here's here's the thing, right? Yeah, so you're more of a toadist. Isn't a frog and a toad almost the same thing? If you lick a toad or a frog, does it, does it, make, you, does it make you high? Is, is the toad the They're one different. where you see you see things? Toad, uh, the frog, frog is like 
Frogs, I think, have the longer legs. Toad are more of like a chode. That makes sense. Toad is a chode. Yeah, because it's kind of like they're, they're they're fatter and they have less. Whereas like frogs usually have like the longer legs. Well, turning this segment from frog to prince, I'm going to go back to a princess, Disney princess. That's Alexa Bliss. I'm trying to bring it back on the rails here, folks. Our boy Dami Fed says, what do you guys Dom think? Dom brought it back on the rails, not you. Don't take well, credit for his comments. Oh, comment. fuck off. You know I'm a good at segues. Not writing them, but verbally. Anyway, so here's the thing, folks. Dom brings up an excellent point. It was Sonya versus Bliss. The Bliss music was awful. Like, I, it, it made me go... It took because and don't even don't even defend it, JC. Because you're how could here, I? You know, her old thing is one of my favorite themes of all time. Yeah, we we all you yeah. and I when we sit on the couch together. It's you know no, it's a great it's great yeah. and like uh, but I will say this: if it wasn't going from that theme to this theme, I probably wouldn't. This theme, but it was fine. it was it was it's, not, it's just a downgrade because you get from a great theme. The match itself wasn't bad, but I was watching it not caring about it because I had seen it previously. But the theme pissed me off, and now I didn't care about the match. I was just like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Like you 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 use the repetitive thing again. We've seen it. Like I think Aaron just said here. Like you know. It's hard because, you know, what do you guys think of them switching the theme song more times than they've changed these, you know, repetitive storylines? Which is this, is is a real concern. Like They're I'm trying no- to sponge away CFO. That's why I was so surprised last week. They kind of brought up, like, a remix of it back, but they clearly decided that it wasn't worth it. And, like, I don't know. I We don't really under, like, Alexa Bliss still hasn't really said anything. So she's carried, she's back to like her original like gimmick that when she was the most over, but she's still carrying around the doll. So it's kind of like a hybrid of her two things. So maybe this theme is going to fit more of how she's going to act more of like a punk rock, which I, I mean, here, your I, husband is Ryan Cabrera. You're going to tell me they well, can't just get Ryan Cabrera yeah, I, to sing a song for her? Come on. You, Yeah, I mean, you would think. You would think. And I, I mean, I mean Alexa, Alexa's just someone who's always over no matter what she does because right. she's fucking awesome. Right. So I'm just happy to have her back. But yeah, I am a little sad. Her but no, you're, you're going to tell me the, the, the brainchild of a man that wrote On the Way Down can't come up with a theme, theme song for his wife? Are you yes, kidding so me? Big Ryan Cabrera guy. Oh, my God. Telling you back in the day, Ryan Cabrera was my boy. So I'm more excited for Alexa Bliss marrying Ryan Cabrera than Ryan Cabrera marrying Alexa Bliss. I'm just saying, what a pull for Alexa Bliss. I just wanted to say that out loud. I think it's a great pull for both of them. They're two I, beautiful people. I think I think that they deserve each other. They are they are they are exquisite. Ryan Cabrera, also very good friend of the Miss, so he's yes. over in my book. I would love, here's the thing, I'm just- They'll thinking, be on Miz and Misses, which I, I saw is coming back, baby, my favorite show. I'm throwing this out in the universe, folks. I want JC, Nestlemania, Ryan Cabrera, and The Miz to all be best friends and become a weekly golf foursome. I think we would be- <laughs> That would be a lot That would be fun. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No pun intended. Awesome. So I'm just putting that out. I'm just, I just gotta, I just gotta say this. I, you know, Who would I'd, be the worst golfer of the four of us? Oh, it has to be you, but that's okay. What? I'm way better than the Miz. No, the Miz, well, he's a lefty. That's different. It's, it's, it is what, it, maybe we can ask the Miz someday. We'll are you, him. are you a rightist? Are you anti-righties? Am I, am I, a, am I a left shamer? Is that what you're no, trying you, to tell me? No, you just said he's better than me because he's a lefty. Well, no, I was just thinking because he has money and time, I would assume he's better than you. Well, he has money. You're right. But he definitely does not have time. That man does that man does has a busier schedule than anyone on the planet. Ryan Andy Cabrera, has maybe Ryan Cabrera would be the worst one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's this the guy who why, might have time. This is why because he can just go to the golf course and be like, "Oh, I'm thinking about my next son." Listen, all I get is yeah, exactly. Right? I I could I could imagine imagine the cart rides we could have with these guys. It would be fantastic. I mean, we'd have fun. I, we'd have fun. I, I I we would make it. I well I would make it awkward, but that's okay. 
That's okay. They, they'd probably kick me out of the foursome, and then they'd probably find, like, Ben or Mark, you know, you know um, somebody else they'd know. Uh, maybe Mike Downing. You know, somebody that, well, no, Downing would make it awkward, too. Yeah, Downing would probably hit on Ryan Cabrera because of his voice. Oh, yeah. 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 He's a, he's a soothing man. Anyway, so let's let's get <laughs> off that. And uh, I don't even know where we are in this program, folks. I'm sorry. I think we're done with the heat. Should we get hopeful? Let's get hopeful. You go first because I think Close. I've talked way too much. You are much. my only hope. Well, we, we led the show off with the walkout. So if you just tuned in now, when it becomes available on audio platforms, you can listen to it on there on iTunes and Spotify and all those. Or you can watch on YouTube or the replay on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. So, yeah, you should do that. And you should also be liking, downloading, subscribing, giving us five stars, five flames on all the platforms because that is a big help. But my hope, we, like I said off the top, we talked about Sasha and Naomi, the walkout 2022. And you know what? There's a way, like we said, the best storylines in WWE are rooted in realism. So obviously a lot of things came. There's been a lot of talk about Naomi joining the bloodline for a while. Hell, even Sasha too. They're current champions. We know Roman Reigns likes gold. He's a gold digger. I said he ain't messing with no broke, no broke. But uh, so them joining the bloodline makes a lot of sense. And having this so-called, like, upset and walkout and not feeling respected, well, there's one man in WWE who is more respected than anyone, and he gets his way. He does what he wants, and that is Roman Reigns. So if this them walking out and this playing out led to them joining the bloodline, I think that's a win, 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 win. That's a lot of wins. That's a lot of gold. You'd have the Usos. You have Naomi and Sasha, all with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. It'd be a cool visual to have all the gold. Um, so it just... It would make a lot of sense. I think that's an easy way storyline-wise to really rectify this situation and make it cool and make it something that I think a ton of people would get behind and really like put a bow on it because I do think they'll figure out whatever the issue is. I think WWE will make things right with uh, Sasha and Naomi, however they feel, because they're two of their bigger stars. And I think playing it out this way on TV would be really cool. It would be really cool. So hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag JC knows. So you just want them to be part of the bloodline. Yeah, don't we all? Well, if Roman Reigns saves a certain Uso from all sorts of peril, why not another one, right? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Uh, very quickly, my hope, I thought of this because I'm hilarious in every single way. Uh, I just wanted to say this. I'm in falling in love with Gulak. The fact that Gulak went backstage and went up to Gunther and got, like, beat the shit out of. I was going, I could do more with this. I could absolutely see where this is going, folks. I just wanted to say this. I kind of want to see, this is where it's going to get weird. I kind of want to see Gulak get transferred over to Raw. And like, as, I don't know why in my brain I want to see this, but vision it like this. I think instead of Ali beating Theory, I just want to see Gulak win the United States Championship. And I want to see it, like, even if it's for a night, even if it's for whatever, you know, like a week or something and it gets reversed or whatever, I think having Gulak beat somebody, because I think he's doing his best work here, but I think he needs to go over, now that Charlotte's gone for an indefinite amount of time, I want to see him go over to Raw. I think having, you know, like, almost like having his back for Ali... You know what I mean? Being like, Ali can do it. Ali can do it. And then, of course, Gulak wins. I think that would create an interesting dynamic with the, you know, the theories, the Miz's, the Ali's, the Veers, and then you throw in a Gulak. I think there's just such an interesting hodgepodge here. And even, again, for the moment, because I believe, I believe thoroughly that Gulak is doing his best work, folks. And I think he should be kind of, I think he should be rewarded. I, I just, 
I mean, if 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 Ricochet loses to Gunther in the IC Championship, we kind of see that happening. Gunther, Gunther. Uh, and and Ludwig, but uh, we see that happening. But I think it means more when Ricochet loses to Gunther versus if a, if a Gulak won by whatever means. But I, I I think that Gulak needs more. Gulak absolutely needs more, and I think that's my hope. I want to see him go and dethrone Theory, even for a moment, because I think it's a fun thing, and I think I think Theory can really work with him. I really do. That's my hope. So you could be right about him switching to Raw, but you definitely have the championship, Ron. If he's winning any championship, it's the 24-7 championship. <laughs> he ain't winning no U.S. title. Well, look, look, you don't have to piss all over my hope. Oh, I'm, I, just saying, listen, I'm just I, saying. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm, I, I'm telling you the format of the show here, folks. Listen, the, the, there's a shine, there's a heat, and then I lay out for your 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 hope, and I don't shit on it. I laid out for your no. You no, shit on my hopes. No, 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 not this don't week. I didn't. Don't you try to do that. No, nope. Paul, bring up the tape. We got that on the tape. It's like the Duke Lacrosse team. We got the proof on the tape, baby. You're, don't go try to change the evidence. Don't don't ever ever compare me to that kind of stuff. That's weird. That's weird. I'm not coming. I'm coming in the situations, Adam. Listen, listen. If there's any, who the fuck is Adam? Who the, well, exactly. Who the fuck is Adam? Mm-hmm. The one thing I've learned from the Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard case is that there are psychopaths <laughs> out there, folks. They're psychopaths. I'm just saying. What? 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 It's just like it's just like it's like there's a million things you can pull. You're just like boom. It's timely. It's timely. Yeah. We could do a whole sure. podcast on that. What's not? You can do that with someone else. I don't want to talk about that shit. I just think Johnny Depp is a great man. I hopefully I'm not proven wrong. I he was a good pirate. He was a good pirate. As we know, pirates aren't always the nicest people. That's so. true. But let's let's leave it at that. Anyway, let's get it to the comeback. It's comeback time. I'm giving my comeback, folks, to a particular individual that I've shat on quite a lot. Uh, her name is Raquel Rodriguez because honestly, there it is. He's showing the back, just the back. All she did was pose in NXT. She was showing off her. I'm not good with um. I should ask my wife. She's so much better when it comes to anatomy. What's is it traps? I don't know, dude. I think it's the traps. I, I hated no, that. Is, is, I hated is traps, that subject. Right. So what's the? Somebody out there, Google it. I'm Back. busy. Okay. So she stopped wrestling well in NXT when she won the championship. It was almost like it was cursed the second she won it, and then she was just out there showing off her her back. And all I kept saying was, God damn it! If she just wrestled, then shut the fuck up and stop showing her back and wrestled. She was going to do better. And she had the opportunity on Friday night against Ronda Rousey, folks. And I got to say, I'm going to go over I really like that match. I, I thought that was a great match. I thought that was her best outing in the last year and a half. I thought that that was what I remember getting behind Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, you mean when you cursed her and that's the real reason why your title reign oh, sucked? I am not a genius. She was like number one on the Nestle master. Top 100. And then all of a sudden, the poor girl has a fall from grace. You jump off. She gets called up to SmackDown. And has a banner with Ronda Rousey. Listen, listen. Do God I look- bless you, WrestleMania. You killed her career and then saved it. Listen, do I look like Papa Shango to you? Do you think I can voodoo? Listen, I, I, I can. I Not can, on purpose. Listen, do, I've never even remotely thought to myself that that woman shouldn't be where she is. I'm just saying she hasn't proven anything up until now. So I'm just saying, look, I just, I just thought that she deserved my comeback this week because this is the first time in my life I looked at Raquel Gonzalez slash Rodriguez and I went, finally, the superstar showed up. So that's my comeback. Don't ever. She'll do well on SmackDown, I think. I think she will. And Aaron makes a great point. He thought that was the best women's match on SmackDown so far. 
Ooh, I don't have to think about that's probably true. That's an early clubhouse like, leader, Aaron. I think you're probably right. Yeah, it is earlier in the season, but again, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I do want to say, like, because obviously, like, we're giving Raquel her flowers. I do kind of want to give Ronda her flowers too, because it is so easy for us to shit all over Ronda, man. But Ronda's good. She really is good, and it's one of those things. Like, she is like she is a star. So to see her wrestle a TV match and a TV title match, like, I do kind of have appreciation for that because. Like, she is like a star. She is a bigger star than WWE. She was before she came here, and she helped elevate. So it's one of those things, like, I think every now and then we just have to sit back and appreciate a little bit because we are very hard on her. I, we are, and I think that's the issue here is that both these women did a great job. So I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on whether or not uh, Aaron's right if this is the best SmackDown match this year in, in the women's division. It might be right. I'd have to really think about it, but I can't. Nothing stands out on SmackDown Our, our boy Ben, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ben Lockhart, uh, told me that traps are the upper back, friend. Thank you, Ben. Uh, ben, you may have missed this, but uh, JC and I are putting into the universe that we're going to be in a golf foursome with The Miz and Ryan Cabrera. Uh, obviously, you can be the alternative uh, if I can't make it because I'll probably get kicked out with my sense of humor. So maybe you and the Miz and uh, Josh can all be friends with Ryan Cabrera, and I'll be. Who the fuck is Josh? JC, JC, sorry. So More there's WrestleMania. My comeback has all the flames. Pew 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 pew. Super hot fire, literally, and that is the returning superstar at NXT with a new name, Alba Fire. It wasn't last night. Uh, Tuesday night. It was the week before, but we recorded a day late because I walked out yesterday. Um, but I'm still giving her my comeback. She's fighting next week. She's fighting Electra Lopez, uh, one of your favorites. Wait, Electra Lopez? Fun. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's the match next week. Come on, you okay. missed the promo. It sounded, it, sounded, it sounded like something else I watched, but that's fine. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but yeah, Alba Fire is getting my comeback, formerly of Kaylee Ray. The entrance literally was filled with flames. The entire arena was fucking flames. And I already, I already think she's an incredible performer. I think she's a very good wrestler. If they, I think this character is money. I think this is the character that can help bring her character work up to her wrestling work, as she kind of. Because I think she's someone that could really be a valuable, valuable piece in any women's division that uh, they have. It already kind of has been NXT. She's definitely a veteran. She was, I think, the longest reigning uh, NXT women's champion, unless NXT UK women's champion, unless if uh, uh, Meiko has surpassed her, I'm not sure. But uh, I'm pumped. Alba Fire. It's literally in the name. It's with a Y. But uh, it's, it still works for me. And anytime I see an entrance that is all flames, you know I'm in. So Alba Fire, you get my comeback this week. I just wanted to ask, instead of the, the bat that she beats everything out with, if she came out with a torch and lit everybody when on fire? When she lights that bat on fire someday, Nestlemania, oh I am going to pop to the moon. He's going to pop off, folks, as they said earlier in the contest here. Flaming bats. Oh, nothing ben, like a flaming stick. Ben, Ben. All right, I got to bring this up real quick. Ben just said, I don't care for Ryan Cabrera. Spelled wrong, I'm fairly certain. Uh, but he's definitely better than The Miz. Ben doesn't like handsome men. It's oh okay. Oh my you know God, this. Ben, are you allergic to handsome? Come yeah, on. Ben doesn't like handsome Ben's men. He, always handsome likes. he likes the what? big brutes. Maybe ben, he likes the big brutes. Ben Ben likes big dumb animals. That's what he likes. <laughs> he does. I love Ben, but he loves Seamus. That's a big dumb animal. I guess the Usos uh, aren't big dumb animals. I don't know. Ben, we're gonna have to have a discussion with you later about what you do and don't like. This He's always not. hated the Miz, so this isn't surprising. <sighs> I don't know. Oh, look, look. All I gotta say is, look. You can like the big boys. That's fine. You missed our point about the the whole oiled up thing earlier, but that's okay. This is this is too much. Anyway, yeah, we you should, and Ben can watch that segment together. Ben Ben and I will watch the big, big guys. oily men. Big oily men slapping meat. So we should get into the big finish. Talking about big finish. 
Uh, you want to do your business about all the other things you like to clean house with at the end here? Yeah, uh, tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. You should buy the merch. I forget to do this every week, so thank you for reminding me. Head over there, jobberknocker.com. Dom, uh, so I think, put up the NXT article right before we started recording, so you can check that out. Joe will have AEW tonight. Uh, Conway and Dom did a little uh, New Japan podcast, which you can find on our YouTube feed. It is live, the DomCon part one. Or the about. Depending yeah, because I, I, I don't watch New Japan. I know nothing about it, so it's like a different language you, for me. What would you think to uh, Jabber Knocker condoms? I don't um, think they'd sell very well. Probably not. <laughs> but, the, but the word Jabber would be on a condom. Imagine having a... <laughs> a Jabber Knocker condom? I just, I just can't even imagine that conversation when you pull them out and she's like... Jabber Knocker? Your dick's a Jabber? <laughs> like, yeah, it does the job. You know, it's not saying it's anything special, but it'll get it done. Three minutes or less. Uh, yeah, three, three minutes or less. We get right out of the package. We are, we are, we are rolling. Uh, and hatepublic.com slash jobberknocker. There you Condoms. go. Condoms. Condoms. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. Twitter at jobberknocker. All our handles will be on the description of the audio portion. Um Facebook, Instagram, obviously like, subscribe, comment, download, all that fun stuff. Vanessa, many we already talked about. They are having a unification match on SmackDown this week for the tag team titles. That'll be a DQ. But we do have uh, NXT and AEW. Where would you like to start? Uh, it's like a mystery thing. Like, we choose your own adventure. Let's go with NXT. NXT. So, um, I have, like I said, I haven't finished it. Um, so, if you have any thoughts about last night's episode... I- uh, we can definitely get into that. I'll get into the Escobar and the uh, the Tony D because I know you. The didn't. only part I haven't the seen. The only part you haven't seen. I thought it was fantastic. The ending, of course, had uh, they distracted. You know, everybody's going to be a singles match. Nobody's going to get involved. And of course, everybody got involved. And then, of course, uh, he went to go get his magical little, you know, side piece there to hit somebody with, and uh, you know, Phantasma took it essentially. So he was like, "Oh, what the hell!" And then, of course, you know, at the end there, he puts on the brass knucks, hits Tony D, beats Tony D. Wins the matchup. I think Escobar is a great heel. I think he's a great leader. Uh, I've, I've really fallen in love with him. I just wish he was taller. Not a size shamer. I just feel like Vince McMahon's going to look at him and go. No, yeah, he definitely has upside, yeah. but I think he's a guy that could be very valuable in the mid yes. card. He's a fantastic he wrestler. So he's well. a good promo. So he's well. got the look. He has that. He's one of those smaller guys that has that larger than life. There's a reason why the storyline works so well. It's like a mob boss versus another mob boss. Right. It's it, Tony D, who's fucking works. amazing. And honestly, Santos, it's great. I didn't, I, to be hey! fair, hey, I, I, I was a little late on the old uh, getting the other guys from Tony D. I didn't see their names until they were uh, lower. Third. I don't know their like, names, but they're wrestling next there's week. There's like two, like, I think one was called like. Uh, Johnny Stromboli. And- I wish there's, but there's one, I forget. I think there's like two chains or something, not two chains, the rapper, but it's like two cents or something like dimes or something like that. Like there's one called dimes. I think Dommy chime in. You might know you were doing the, the Dommy dimes, Dommy dimes, but I'm telling you, there's one of them. One of them's a superstar already walked really? on the screen. Is it the I, one who was talking? It's the, the one, one that's talking. bald. The one that's bald. I'm fairly certain they might both be bald, but there's one bald guy in particular that I was like, that guy's a superstar. That guy is an absolute superstar in the next six years. Absolutely. Well, once I learn their names, because next week uh, I have it written as Tony D's goons will take on Anofi and Blade, who are kind of cosplay in this feud, which is right. a fun little thing. But I, I will say, just to back you off of that, I thought that was a fantastic main event. Uh, I didn't care for the uh, Joe Gacy and uh, Braun Breaker bullshit, so we can go past that. The only part I like about this feud is I love Joe Gacy's music. Every time I hear it, I pop. I love it. Uh, I it's thought, just like it's cool. I thought it was a down week for a lot of different things on NXT. I thought it was a lot of fast forwarding. So for me, like I love that Indy Hardwell is getting a chance. 
obviously like no partners involved kind of thing. Like she's the measuring own. stick. Mandy Rose defending her title. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. That's it, what Andy called her. So that's what she the is. Measuring stick. Yeah. I'm sure she measures a lot of sticks. Anyway, look, I got to say this. NXT was a little bit of a bust for me. I thought, I thought it was a, it was a working week. You know, you got to get through it. So yeah, but you pop for the Von wagon launching. I did. In the so here's the thing. Table. I will pop for the Von wagon throwing motherfuckers into the fucking crowd. I think he looks like a star finally. I it's not the Robert Stone thing. It's the other lady. It helps. It always lady, helps have a manager. It, whatever oh, yeah. her name she is, Dom. Too. If you know that lady, I forget. I'm sorry. The lady that's Sophia up there. Cromwell. Okay, she's gonna take over for Stone. Then I'm in. I think that's the last piece of the puzzle. You kick out Stone. You get the lady with the ugly big giant, and then it's it's in. Ben would like Von Wagner. Oh, Ben would. Ben, if if Ben is not a Von Wagner fan, I will absolutely be shocked. I will. Ben loves big dumb animals, and the Von <laughs> is just, it's just he's just he he. It's like a factory came out and it just misfired, and it's like, well, this is the best we got. It's Von Wagner. Even the name's Von Wagner. Give me a goddamn break. But I still love him. I God bless me. If he if he just if he just worked in the dumbass line more, like if that was his catchphrase, don't be a dumbass like Red Foreman on the That Seventy Show. I'm in. Little more housekeeping. Uh, Lash Legend and Roxanne Perez advanced in the breakout tournament. I believe they faced each other. And on the other side is Nikita Lyons and Fallon Henley. I don't know if those are next week, but Nestlemania, it sure feels like we're headed for a fan favorite final with Nikita Lyons and Roxanne. Ah! I love that. Song. I got to say this much. I agree with you, but there is also a different in my head thinking Lash Legend and Nikita are not done being a feud. They're going to do that. They could, or here's the other thing, because it never got paid off, is you have Roxanne and Nikita in the finals. You don't want either of them to lose, but remember Natalia and Nikita got a little beef. So you could have Natalia cost Nikita to set that up at their in-your-house or whatever, oh, and then probably. Roxanne gets the tournament and the title shot, which we all expect. I mean, you know. He said, I'd rather have the Beverly brothers beating the Creed brothers. Look, I, Dom. The Creed I brothers lost this week. I got to say, the, but that's an inside joke because the Beverly brothers uh, is from the 1990s, and that's uh, Von Wagner's dad. I got to tell you, look, Von Wagner's dad's more handsome than, than Von Wagner. I mean, his, his chin, like, it's like a plate. It just comes out. It just, like, I, I could go off on that, but I'm not going to. Uh, Von Wagner, going to be a stud, even if I don't want him to be. Um, I'm sorry, what were we talking about? I was just saying the Creed Brothers lost to the Viking Raiders and that had Roddy and the new guy Kemp mad, but now Roddy and the new guy Kemp are facing pretty deadly next week in a tag team match. Yes, boy. I I, th I think they're fantastic. I They might be my new favorite tag team for me. I like, like that. I say, I say new for me because I, I haven't discovered them until NXT UK, so... I just I love pretty deadly, and I'm I'm not I'm not gonna shy away from it. I think that they are gonna be squashed when they get to the main roster, but I'm gonna enjoy them right now in NXT. We'll see. I think we got some time. I think they have a uh, a while in NXT uh, before we get to that. So maybe they'll get more of that WWE pizzazz on them by the time they get up there. But WrestleMania, we should probably go to A E W. And uh. I think we need to start with uh, the best thing on AEW by far. It's not even close. And that's MJF and Wardlow. This week, Wardlow is getting 10 lashes. Cody also had 10 lashes in his feud with MJF. They're bringing it back. So MJF will be lashing Wardlow. Something that I would like to do to you on the podcast one of these days. I love you, but why do you want to hit me? I don't know. It's fun. Why would Something you, why would you want to fish? Out of everything you could do to me, why would you whip me? 
Because <laughs> chains and whips excite me. Well, yeah, ah, obviously. Come on. I said, come on, come on. Come but yeah, on. What do you think of this segment? They're bringing it back. I don't like it. I think it's. I think this is one of those things where they're just stalling. I think but they, here's the other thing about this. No matter what they do with these two on screen, it has been money. So for me, this will probably be money again and once again continue to be by far the best part of AEW, this and the baddies. See, look, Ben loves big, dumb animals. Says he looks like a beast. He's a new Ben guy. Yeah, because you Wardlow's like Goldberg. Wardlow's a fucking stud, man. If he you really like is. Goldberg, you're going to like Wardlow. Wardlow, Wardlow is, is better, way better than, Goldberg. than Goldberg. He's yeah. way better. Way better. <laughs> better presentation, better than everything. And he can do a swanton bomb that looks like a million bucks. So And I, he has some of the best facials in the business. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's great. He could He's be great good. someday. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited, but I just think the whips thing is just... Here's the thing. I think you're catering to... Chains and whips do not excite Nestle. You heard it there. Listen, listen. Am I going to... Uh, come on. Am I going to tie somebody up? Probably not. So, that's up to you. You want to do that? That's up for you. But for me, no. Yeah, I, you're, yeah, my, yeah. Look, if you were ever going to meet somebody who absolutely wanted to agree on a safe word... You would look at me and go, yeah, that guy needs a safe word. Nestle the human safe word. Yes, exactly. I like it. There you go. Also on the show this week, we have a Jericho Regal face to face. I don't Who care. Fuck. We have Hayman facing some guy that I've never heard of. Uh, don't care about that either. He's from, he's, and then, he's from DDT. Yeah, good Japan. for him. I don't know what that means. Um, but AEW has the Owen Hart tournament. There's four matches this week, Nestlemania, including two Joker matches. Uh, we'll do the non-Jokers first, so we can talk about the Jokers. We have O'Reilly versus Phoenix, which will probably be a spot fest. I hope Phoenix wins. It'll probably be O'Reilly. And then we have Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole, baby, who's uh, probably my pick to win this tournament. Do you think it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole in the final? No, because the, the the Joker, it depends. it's tough to say because I do think the Joker is going to be like either a Cesaro or a returning Miro or someone on that level, and that is someone I could see make the finals. Okay, that's fair. Because Samoa Joe is an easy guy to take an L because they'll just send out that big fucking goon, Satnam Singh, to cost him. And there you go, Samoa Joe's out. You want to talk easy. about holding a, a prop, that ROH TV title, is what a prop that is. Yeah, so that, yeah, get it off my TV. They didn't do it last week. Last week was the best episode of AEW in a while because there was so little Rid of Honor bullshit. But Nestlemania, there is a woman's Joker as well, uh, Britt Baker. Uh, I think, and if she wins, she would face Tony Storm. But I'm curious, who do you think the woman's Joker I is? would hope it's Athena, right? Like, I feel like that's, yeah, that's, that's the large bucket item here. I think she's the only one that if she makes a splash, I'm going to be like, all right, that's a real, that's a real splash here. So, uh, yeah, because there's no one like returning. Like for the thing about the men's, it's like we know this is our rumors. We know Miro could return at some point, but for the women's, I can't really think of any woman that could return in this spot. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. I so think Athena, I think, makes a lot of sense. Okay, that's fair. Moving on. That's it. Okay. Who All do you right. think the men's joke is going to be then on the spot? Oh God, if it's not Cesaro, I I do like the Miro thing, but I feel like so. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with Miro because I just I don't see it anywhere else. I really don't. I think Miro's the safest pick because I think his movie that he was shooting or whatever has wrapped up. So you would think his return would be kind of imminent, but we'll see. I, just, I love Miro. I'll be happy either way because I like Cesaro too. I can't wait for everybody to snore when uh, CM Punk's on commentary again talking about you know how crappy Hangman is. It's great. It's going to be great. Facing some guy. Yep. I'm sorry. No disrespect to the guy. I just have no idea who you are. They don't do a good job explaining. No, they don't. They just random things, and I know they're trying to slowly like tease the forbidden door thing, but I don't. That that doesn't do much for me. It'll be in the middle of. It'll be at the bottom of the hour where nobody will see it. That's what Woof. I'll say. Woof. With the NBA killing them. 
On that note, I yeah, think that's, that's true. Yeah, Warriors. There's, there's going to be a rough one tonight. Well, the, I don't think the Warriors play till nine. So the first hour, they can go super hot with stuff. So they should front load the first hour when they can pop the ratings. Okay, that's fair. There you go, Tony. When you come up from your line, hope you're listening. Free advice from the man who's never booked any wrestling in his life, but that's okay. Yep. I watch enough of it <laughs> to know what's good and what's bad. All right, on that note, I think we've talked way too long, so I'm going to yeah. cut this short. Uh, again, thank you for listening to The Jobberknocker. Thank you for viewing The Jobberknocker. If you viewed it out there, make sure you let everybody know that we're here. We're having a good time every week, and uh, we'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. Jobberknockery.